Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast. Andrea Earhart here, muralist, adventurer, and your host as I interview inspiring artists who are killing it in the art game to show you that it's completely possible to make a great living doing the thing you love to do. We highlight the business side of art to help you reach more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creative freedom. (laughs) Enjoy the show. This week's episode features Ohio-based muralist, Pamela Kello. She is a big deal. (laughs) And I had no idea what to expect when meeting Pamela. You know how you just like create your own vision of how how these people are in your minds based on photos and murals on Facebook? Well, however, I was pleasantly surprised. In our first few words, I was just flooded from warmth from this woman. She is such a joy and possesses so much mural knowledge from her 20 plus years of experience. I told you she was a big deal. (laughs) Yep, Pamela is 65 and still hanging out up on lifts and doing all of the physical things required to paint murals. We chat about pricing and if money is a motivator for you as it is for me. (laughs) So if it is for you, then this will be a really really motivating episode and will make you want to go out and start pitching yourself for mural jobs. (laughs) And so Pamela lives in the country and there wasn't very good service out there. So the episode is a little rough. It's kind of staticky and so I'm really sorry, but I couldn't not air this episode that's full of so much goodness. So I just want to set that expectation and just kind of look past all the, you know, technical difficulties in that and soak up all the mural knowledge you can from her because there's a lot. (laughs) So let me know what you think about this week's episode with Pamela Kello. If you could maybe start off by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about how you got into the arts and just all of the things. We want to know all of it. My name is Pam Kello. You can find me on Facebook under Pamela Kello Murals. I just had a birthday last week. I'm 65 years old and still going strong. And I've got a huge season coming up this summer. I work daily. I have been married for about 47 years to the same man. And we have five children. And I have five grandsons and a granddaughter on the way, which I'm very excited about because now I have something to dress in pink. I have no formal training whatsoever. My last class was in sixth grade by a teacher who hated kids. I mean, she really hated kids. She was a million years old and she had no patience for any of us. And my few memories of any type of an art class are pretty bad. It's a wonder I ever became an artist. But I've always been very creative. I tell people because they say, oh, my gosh, you know, I just wish I could do what you do. And I say, this is a monster that has to be fed every single day. I'm creating every single day, whether that would be through painting or sewing or my carpentry work, or furniture building, it's constant, just a constant thing. 
because I have no formal training, I kind of approach things a lot differently than what you're taught in a classroom situation. Everything I've learned, I have figured out on my own. That's amazing. I love that. I love your perspective on this. I've never heard of that. So I'm interested in this whole in this whole way of, of doing things. So what well, have you been an, an artist your whole life or when did that tipping point happen where you became an artist? Well, my creativity has changed constantly. I've always been a stay-at-home mother, and my top priority was my children. And for a short period of time, and really kind of my artwork went on the back burner. But whenever I would want to do anything artistic, we had a very small house at that time. I would set my paints up on the, the kitchen table, and then I'd take my children and put them on the floor with those little watercolor sets, and they would sit down there, and they would paint, and I would paint at the same time. And I actually, for a period of time, went into designing and selling my clothing, and I sold my clothing all across the United States in boutiques and stores, and actually wound up in pennies and Lazarus and some Elder Beerman, some big department stores. And it was just really difficult to do that as a stay-at-home mom, so I began to dabble in paint. And I had a friend who called me up, and she knew that I had painted for years and years. And one of the, the things that I did was I came up with a complete line of paintings that were all scripture plaques. And they all had a coordinating picture that went along with that. And I actually did home party style sales for a long time. And because one of my friends knew that I had painted that way, she called me up and said, would you come and paint baby angels on my nursery wall? And I told her, I said, I can't do that. And she said, get in here and paint. So I did, and it came out really well. I was like, oh, wow, this is cool. And I love the difference of the perspective of working on something that's an 8 by 10 versus a wall that's 8 foot by 10 foot wall. And it went well. And so the way that I actually, quote, unquote, went into business is somebody told me about the Parade of Homes. Now, a lot of people don't know what that is that's not in this region, but the Parade of Homes is held like in Cincinnati, Ohio, and Columbus, Ohio, and if you hook up with a designer, you can go in and paint at the Parade of Homes. Well, I did, and my business took off from there because everyone that tours the Parade of Homes are prepared to pay the price for it. That's always the issue you get into. Can you get the price that you need for the work that you're doing? And when I did that, my business just basically exploded. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So ex explain that a, a little bit more. How did it explode again? What is this? Okay, the, par the Parade of Homes are high-end home builders that want to build unusual and unique homes. And then they charge people megawatt to tour those homes. And those people go through and they see the latest in building trends. They see the latest in decor. And lots of artisans are there, photographers, etc. And they use our work to as part of the decor in these homes. 
and it lasts about two weeks and uh, I would work it and I actually I'm not kidding you that's where the vast majority of my business came from was the parade of home and then from there it's it expanded wow and so that's how I got started now keep in mind this was pre-Facebook, long, long, long time before social media. I had no way to market myself at all other than through designers and through this parade of homes. And then eventually what happened is I became known in my own hometown and I started to be hired for commercial jobs such as schools and things of that nature. And then it just spiraled from there into commercial fields. Wow, that's so cool. And how long have you been doing murals? I think about 22 to 24 years. Wow. And I've done primarily interior murals for most of those years. Now, don't be overly impressed with that because a lot of women are going, oh, man, I'd like to start that, but I just don't know how to go about it. I started small. I was word of mouth. I was friends would tell another friend about it. And I was making just pennies on the dollar compared to what I'm doing now. What happened with me in the last few years, which is really exciting, is I've been around for years and years, and people had not heard of me unless you heard of me through word of mouth. And I was hired for my first exterior mural. Well, when you get exterior, the first one I did they said that I think 50,000 cars came through there per day and stopped at that stoplight. So I had 50,000 cars going through there looking at me daily for about a month. When you have that kind of exposure, then my exterior mural business just blew up. And I'm busy all the time now. Wow. I, I love that because... So here in the Artist Academy, we teach how to paint murals. And so this is why we have you in here and <laughs> discussing all this. So I love that you're saying this because we just did this whole thing about how if you can get to paint a mural in a public space, it's basically like doing or creating a billboard for your business. And that's exactly what happened with you. It's, it is. It's a billboard for your business. Yes, it is. That's true. I, I do primarily commercial work now, and trust me, the dollars comparison to private versus commercial is just mm -hmm. exponentially more. Yeah, businesses, they, they know the cost of doing business, and they'll pay more. <laughs> yep. They do. They do. <laughs> awesome. Okay. How many hours do you spend painting, like, per day and per week? I laugh and I say I hold a paintbrush every single day. <laughs> um, like I said, I create most daily. Now, my schedule is a little different. I'm very possessive of my time. When I volunteer something, it is at my choice to do that versus people calling up and saying, oh, we'd like to know if you would donate a mural to such and such organization. And I'm like, no. I'm not going to do that. I will choose who I donate my murals to. I just donated a $10,000 mural to a local community center for Black History Month. So I choose to do that. However, with my days, I will spend a day, if I have sketches to do, I'm old school. I sit down and physically sketch out a mural. 
let me go through the process first of all about how I'm contacted. If I am contacted usually through social media, and I do a lot of cities, towns, and villages now. And what I'll do is, is I will set an appointment up and I will go and view the site. I don't take photos over the phone when people say, let me snap a shot and send it to you. If you do that, they do not know the surface. They don't understand what I have to look at in order to give them a price. So it doesn't matter if it's two hours from here or an hour from here or 30 minutes. I go to the site, I meet with them, I find out what it is that they want me to do. And the biggest clue, the biggest part of my business is listening. I let that person talk to me for as long. I said they do 75% of the talking and I do 25%. And the reason for that is, is they may not know what they want on that mural, but if they talk long enough, the love of their heart will come out and you'll be able to create a mural around what it is they're telling you that they, their impressions are of what they think they'd like. So it's vitally important that you listen to your client. I then from there get an idea. Now look, this is what this is going to cost. Are you prepared? And they'll be like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Or, oh, my God, I had no idea. If they respond to me like that, I don't invest any more time in it. But if they're like, yes, please move forward, I come home and do sketches and create what they need. Then I go back. And as a general rule, I'm presenting to the village council or the city council. And I talk to them about what it is I'm going to do the materials that I use to do that. I stress the fact that I am a professional. I have all the time when I meet with people, they'll say things like, well, I can have old so-and-so come in here for 500 bucks and a case of beer, and he'll paint that for me. And I say, that's what you're going to get. And I stress to them that a mural will last for 20 years or whatever length of time it is. Do you want some hideousness on your wall or do you want something that starts with the base out and will last you and look good for years to come? And then at that point, if they're ready to sign a contract, I sign a contract with them. And yes, I sign a contract every time. Once that picture is on the wall, you cannot repossess it. If you don't have a contract, you're screwed. And so, and then at that point, as soon as the weather breaks, I take whatever process I have to do and go get started on the wall. Wow. So I love all of this. I love how just how you just really go into detail when explaining a lot of these things, because in my business, I typically like to do things fast and I'm like, okay, yeah, a photo is fine. But I love how you're just like, nope, we're going to take our time and we're going to make sure this is done right. They will tell you, oh, the wall is great. And you get there and you realize that it's a brick wall, that part of it has mortar squishing out and the other half has mortar joints that are an inch deep. What I do, and this is one of the unique things about my husband and I, my husband is my lifeblood. He is absolutely the most supportive man in the world. He comes from a construction background the way that basically I do. And we are one of the few mural artists that I can come in there and I can give you a price 
from taking it from the wall all the way out. If you can do that, you will work. And what I'm talking about is those really walls that are, now I'm not talking about reconstructing a wall. I don't do that. But it's like to make that wall mural ready that would be relatively smooth. Now we're not talking glass. We come in with mortar and concrete, whatever. My husband's got the recipe for that. And we actually scree that on there like it would be grout. And we prepare that surface. And then that way, I know it's going to last from the base preparation all the way out. And I'm always asked, my question is always asked, how many coats are on there? And I say, it can be 20 coats. By the time you put your concrete on there, you put your primer, then you put your base coat on, then you put your next coat on. And then when I start the artwork, you know how it is. You can put layer after layer after layer in order to get the depth that you want. And then on top of that, especially in cities and villages and things like that, I put an anti-graffiti shield on top of that. Oh, you do? Okay. Oh, absolutely. First absolutely. Off, I am just so impressed with that you're able to do this because you don't know how many walls that I get to. And I'm like, okay, well, it's brick. I guess we'll just paint something on there. And I just explained to him that, you know, not going to be able to get really detailed because it's brick and it's tough and it's going to take longer. But you, you rework the wall. That, I've never heard of this, and I love it. <laughs> well, one woman who that was one of the first walls that we worked, she got a price from a guy. And he, first of all, to paint the mural that I painted, he was going to be three times my price. Uh, he was good. I'm not going to lie about that. But he wasn't three times my price good. But he also told her, now you have to get this wall repaired. And she was looking at $10,000 to get the wall repaired if she could get somebody in there to even do it. Because you're dealing with multiple trades. You're dealing with getting a mason in there to work with the concrete and someone who knows what they're doing. And we know what we're doing. So we just tack that on my mural price and then we go do it. I love that. Man. That, it's, it's very profitable. Yeah. How much does this cost? Can we talk about pricing for a bit? How much do you tell them like on, on the phone or wherever, like to be like, okay, it's going to cost 5,000, 10,000. What is your average mural cost? And then how much does it cost to repair a wall? I know that size and detail and all that, but what's the general cost? First of all, when I'm contacted by someone, they don't know. And it's like I said, you don't know if it's $5, $500, $500,000, because artwork is so varied. There is no standard. And my thing is, I would rather work than not. I love to work. I love to create. I love to drive by my murals after they're on the walls. It's like, oh, dude, man, I did that, you know. But I am someone that... If I put my price out there amongst other artists that are extremely accomplished and they're like, oh, my God, it would be one of those things where they'd say, oh, I would easily get $40,000 for that. And I will do a mural for twenty dollars to $25,000. When it comes to wall repair, it depends upon how extensive it is, usually about two grand to three grand, depending upon what we need to have done. But the advantage is I'm there. I'm doing it anyway, this way that you don't have to contact another tradesperson 
and get them in there. So it's just easier for them to pay me. So it just depends. I do get a lot more now than I ever did. Even my first exterior mural was not extremely expensive. But the thing about interior and exterior is you're talking two entirely different animals. You're talking an interior mural being a kitty cat and an exterior mural being a lion. And the difference in the, not techniques, the preparation, the products is so much different that it commands more of a price. You're dealing with weather. You're dealing with people coming up talking to you all the time, which honestly can eat a lot of your time up. However, let me say, I do allow for that because people will like you. If you're nice to them and you talk to them, I take that time and do that. It's just such a different animal with surface preparation and everything. That is why I talk to my clients, especially villages, cities, towns, whatever, about the difference between someone who says, I can do that for $1,000 versus my price for $20,000. There's a lot more. It's, it is a very specific and specified field versus just being able to paint. So true. And the people hiring you, they are like city councils and like b bigger businesses in general, right? They are. But keep in mind, I started teeny tiny. Yeah. This isn't something that people can say, oh, my gosh, I wish I could do that. I often tell young women will say to me, I wish I could do what you do. And I say, at your age, I couldn't do what I do. I wish my success had come on me 10 to 15 years ago because I'm 65 now. I'm looking down the barrel of a gun. I mean, how many more years can I do this? And so the skill comes along with that daily holding a paintbrush and just totally, completely practicing every single day at what you do. Oh, amen. I love that. I love everything that you just said. It's so the long game. It's like, and you're just very much proof of it. The longer you stay in this game, the more people see it, the better you get. And now you're doing really, really well. This is just you so know, inspiring. The irony is I just did a mural that was over a thousand square feet. It was 20 foot tall. And it was 50 foot long. I did it in 13 days. Now, that doesn't come when you're 30 years old and just getting started out. That comes when you're 65 years old and you held a paintbrush and every stroke you put on that wall goes where you want it to go. <laughs> and honestly, I can put a mural up in no time. I've probably got four murals booked through the course of this summer of where I just roll right in there, I get them on the wall, and I roll out. Yeah, using a roller, it makes it a lot quicker, right? No, I use a paintbrush. No, oh my gosh, you don't use a roller either. No, I do not. Uh, well, I use a roller for, you know, primer and things like that. No, I use paintbrushes. And believe it or not, some of my paintbrushes I use are like a number 10 shader. They're not huge. Oh. I just... I, it's just called speed, and that just comes from years and years of practice. Yep, and props to you because murals are very draining. <laughs> they, uh -huh. There's a lot of stuff. You're outside half the time, and there's just, it's a lot of arm movements and body going up and down on the lift. So props to you. Mm -hmm. for, yeah. yeah. 
Well, one thing that I do, and I'm going to mention this, these are practical things. These are things I talk about to the Columbus College of Art and Design when they have me speak there. One of the things I do, like I said, my husband is the best in the world. If I think I'm interested in this job, he's like, let's go for it. Let's do it. And he will build me shade. I had a mural go viral in July. It was June. Okay. Yeah, that went viral. And that was across the United States. I did nothing but spend five days of just monitoring comments on that. Oh, it was fabulous. And actually, believe it or not, in January, there was a magazine in Iowa, a really nice one, about farming that featured me in that magazine, which is cool to see yourself in there. But it was so hot. It was miserable. I'm talking like 95 degrees and 100% humidity. And I was working. And I told my husband knows I can't work in that kind of heat. So he actually comes in and constructs me shade to where I will have tarps and they are attached and I don't have to worry about it. And I can work under shade. And he's created shade for my man lift too. And those are the kind of things that will help you be able to make it through those times of where it's too hot to work. Well, not really. I can get out there and still keep doing it. And the weather is an issue always. And uh, heck, I work through rain. If if it's my wall is under an eave, I keep working. I don't care how wet I get as long as the wall is dry. <laughs> yep, I totally understand that. And I'm very much a ginger, so there's absolutely no sun. Like, that's my just one thing. I just can't work in the sun. So just we'll figure out shade. We'll figure out. Exactly. <laughs> Awesome. I'm loving all of this. So Taryn has a question. Taryn's here in the Artist County Advance. Yeah. Have you ever done an installation mural? She says that she has a 35 by 6 foot mural that she's painting, but the business really didn't want it on the building. They maybe want to remove it at some point. Have you ever done an installation mural? I have done installation murals. I haven't been called on recently to do that. It depends upon, of course, the surface of the wall and whatever. And I have spent extensive period of time checking out the proper materials to use for that. I've had some people I've seen that suggest that you can use marine plywood. That is not going to last as long as you want to. I would contact a sign uh, manufacturer someone who designs signs and like we have one guy that does it in our downtown where I live in Chillicothe who has to fall within uh, the historic preservation area so it all has to be approved and there's a sign board that you can use and one of them is called dye bond and the other is I don't know I can't remember what that particular one is called but those come in four by eight sheets or four by twelve sheets And those will last. And I was going to do an installation mural at one of our uh, National Park Services, but COVID came and killed that whole thing. So I didn't get a chance to do it. Did that answer their question? Yeah, I think so. I think there's just a lot to it, I hear. I wanted to try it, but I have no experience in that either. So yeah, thanks for giving us just like an overall view of it. Have you ever came across something to where, like, you've learned the hard way? Is there anything you've learned the hard way doing murals? I learn every single time I go out. And I think, oh, I know how to do this. And then you get there, and it's just like construction. 
if you go to remodel a home, you find out that nothing's true and nothing is square. So every project is always different. And I can, let me just say this, when it comes to that, I, this, I mentioned listening earlier. Probably one of my greatest failures, and hence my greatest learning experience, I went in with a woman who wanted a train put in her son's room. And she described to me what it was, and I had in my mind what I thought it was going to be. And she's describing what she wants. I went in and started painting, and I got like a full day, and she walked through the room, into the room, and she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm putting the train on the wall. She said, that's not what I had in mind. And I was, oh, I was mortified. And so she wound up that she said, you know what? I, I like this. I really do. And the more that she liked it, she was like, I yeah, I do. I really like this. This is a better idea than what I had. And the irony is I talked to her just a few months ago, and this was actually for a young man who had Down syndrome. And he's now in his 30s. And she said, Pam, that mural is still on the wall because he loves it. He loves his train. Now, what I learned from that was this. I went into that job like, oh, I know what she wants. Oh, she said a train. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I didn't listen to my client. That could have backfired so huge. And I'll tell you, we are a profession. And if you don't treat it like it's a profession, you wind up that it will come back and bite you. I use professional words when I speak to them. I use contracts. I have details about exactly what products I'm going to use and how I'm going to go about to get what your idea is. And that's the other thing. I just found out the other day that they painted over a couple of my murals that I was very, very proud of. And somebody called me up and they said, Pam, did you know they painted over that? And I said, you know what? It's not mine. I painted that for them. And my whole thing with my business is this. It's not about me. I'm a vehicle to get on the wall what your desire your dreams are. And so I, my ego has to step out of the way, and I have to permit their vision to be put on the wall. And I'll tell you, if you do that, you'll be hired the rest of your life. So true. It's just taking your mentality from it is being a hobby to this is my business, you know, and uh -huh. it's just putting yourself in the customer's perspective, too. And yes. Yeah. How professional do they want you to be? And how professional do you want to work with someone? Like, what, what would you like that dynamic to be in just delivering it? I had someone told me when I was especially working with a parade of homes, because those are designers. And I was told a couple of times, they said, designers don't like to work with mural artists. And I was so surprised by that. And she just told me, she said, because most of them are big jerks. They think they know what you want on your wall, and they'll come and do whatever it is they want to do. And she gave me the example of this. Now, this was during the Tuscan period of time. She said, I asked for this artist to put on the wall a grapevine. And she said, I came in and I looked at it and I said, what is that? And he said, oh, that's my interpretation of a grapevine. 
She said, I didn't want your interpretation. I wanted a daggone grapevine. And that's what I say. You ask me for a grapevine, when I leave, you're going to have a grapevine. That's why I work all the time, is because I say, you want this on the wall? You're not getting my interpretation of that. You're getting what you asked for. And you know what? I made enough income last year that would be the equivalent of probably a teacher with a master's degree in a big area, maybe even more than that, because I know I'm comparing it to right here where it is. And I work, what, 14 days a month, and I've got almost a whole winter off. I guarantee you that's pretty good money. So <laughs> I figured I, this, this, and I, I hate to talk money because it sounds, you know, but I figured up the other day, I'm making between 1000 and $1,200 a day. Oh, good. And that makes me so that, happy. <laughs> that just comes from listening to your clients. And your clients will hire you over and over because of the fact that you listen to them and you're compliant, you're agreeable, and you don't make their life hard. So true. And guys, I just, for anybody listening to I just want to reiterate what she's saying. Like, she's making good money. She's working half the year. <laughs> she's gotten fast to, to to the point where she's practiced every day. And just, it's so long game. And you guys can all get to this level at this well uh, as well. And we love to talk money here in the Artist Academy Advanced, especially. We talk pricing and we talk all the things because it, it is a big motivator. And we all work for the same reason, <laughs> to make money. And it's a plus that we can do what we love, but it, yeah. it is near a lot of work. <laughs> so well, they, they will say things like, do you charge per square foot? My math skills are terrible. And it's getting worse as I get older because I have dyslexia. And so you can give me a number and I can't tell you within 10 minutes after that what number you gave me. So it's one of those things of where I am to the point now where I walk in, look at a wall, and I say, this is what it's going to cost you. Now, content may cause it to vary a little bit, which, you know, if it is, it's like $1,000 one way or another. But it, this is what this particular wall will cost you. And I hear a lot of artists who say, I charge $25 a square foot. I charge $40 a square foot. I don't even know how to do that. I just walk up and say, this is what your wall is going to cost. Awesome. Is that based on maybe like how long you think it's going to take you? So you're kind of doing like an hourly rate or it's just like a, an overall bid? I, I know what it's going to, to take me to do that. And it, it's also, honestly, it's like I said, I like to work. And so I think, would I rather go work and do a mural? Let's say somebody calls me up down the road and I'll say that'll cost you a thousand dollars. Somebody else may say, oh, my gosh, you could have gotten 3000 out of that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I can sit at home and watch TV for two or three days, or I can run down there, knock that out, and get 1000 bucks. And that's kind of the way that I do a lot of my murals. And another thing is, this is important of all the things I'm saying today when it comes to pricing. I, a lot of times, my first question is, and what is your budget for this project? Because I honestly had a woman who contacted me about painting a, mur a nursery, and she wanted me to paint the walls. She wanted me to do this artwork on the wall, all of which was going to take me about four to five days to do it. 
And I told her that, and she was someone I went to church with. So I gave her a discount rate of like 500 bucks. And she was stunned. And she said, I thought it would be about $50. And I thought, you can't even get a wall painter in here to paint for $50. And she was really upset with me. And I learned at that point on, before I do anything, I asked, what is your budget for this project? They'll usually give this a very evasive answer. And I'll say, well, look, this will start at $10,000 before we even discuss what goes in the, for content. And if they don't, like, cringe at $10,000, then I go ahead and we discuss content. And by the end of the consultation, I'll say, this is looking closer to $15,000. Okay, let's, let me meet with my board and we'll see what it is we have to do about that. But don't waste your time. If you're thinking you're going to do this stuff for nickels, I don't even waste my time on that. So true. Yeah. And I don't know that you could really buy supplies for that amount, but it just down to what people like their value of art. And mm-hmm. in smaller towns, it's hard to get people to value art sometimes. It's interesting because um, hometown, everybody knows hometown with Ben and Aaron Napier. They have taken on a project this year, which a lot of us DIYers love this stuff, where they're going to do another town that's called Wetumpka, Alabama. And they're going to go in there and renovate and do some projects there. So they did, I, I don't have cable anymore, so I'm not sure where they stand on this. But she did a prelude where she talked about this for an hour show, that this is one of the houses we're going to do, and this is one of the businesses we're going to do. The last thing she said within about the last five minutes of the show was this. This is what you need to hear. She said, the first thing I'm going to do is get myself a mural artist in here, and we're going to paint murals. And she talked about how... When they show the beginning credits to Laurel, you'll see Welcome to Laurel on the signs. And most of it's just lettering. It's really cool looking. But she did two or three murals down there in Laurel, Alabama, Mississippi. Laurel, Mississippi. And she said this was the beginning of the renovation of Laurel was me doing these murals. That's how important it is of what we're doing. So don't let people act like that what you're doing doesn't matter. She's saying, this is the first thing we got to get going here. Yeah, because if you look at some of the bigger cities, there's art everywhere. And it's mm-hmm. good. And a lot of these smaller towns, there's just, there's, it's scarce. And that's mm-hmm. really, that's actually how I got my start with, I'm in Springfield, Missouri, small, pretty small town. And there's no art here. So I just started painting murals. And then it kind of became a local name. And But I totally agree. If somebody's listening that's in a city where there's not very many murals, there you go. You have a blank canvas, and it needs it. Uh-huh. It's part of the culture. Yeah, yeah. I just, I think so many times, see, I come from a very artistic family, as in like a sister who's a musician, a brother who's a fine carpenter, a clock builder for a father. So my artwork, I always kind of thought everybody could do this. And the fact of the matter is only half the people out there have an artistic bone at all. If they're any good is a whole different issue. We actually are a very small, select group of people that can do what it is we do. And once again, when you add going from interior to exterior murals, that 
percentage drops even farther to where there's just not a lot of people around that can do what it is we do. And so we need to, and I hate to use the word take pride, because I, I don't think we should walk around being all proud of ourselves, but to take pride in the fact that if you can accomplish this, you've done something most of the world can't do. Yep, so true. Taryn has a question here. She, she's really good at all these questions. And she said, if you're starting out, would you suggest taking those lower paying jobs to get experience? So she, so just a little background. This is her first year in painting and she lives in Alaska. And so she's really just getting her start. And mm -hmm. would you take those lower paying jobs back then? Like even if it was like $50 or what's your. Oh, Taryn, I took jobs for $50 back when I first got started. The first job that I did, which was the little baby angels that was around this nursery. I think she gave me $200 for that. Uh, now, like I said, that's some 22 years ago, and I was thrilled to death. Oh, my gosh. And I'll never forget when a woman paid me, and I did a lot of work in her house, and she paid me 14 $100 bills and then gave me a $100 bill as a tip. I was carrying 15 $100 bills. Oh, my gosh. I've made it into the big time. <laughs> And I kind of laugh now because when people throw out these $100 jobs, I don't even fire up a brush for $100, you know. Now, I, don't get me wrong, but absolutely, it, especially if it's something that inspires you. Now, if it's something that you're dreading and you're thinking, boy, I just don't know how to go about that, it, kind of rethink it. And another thing, if you get someone who thinks you're supposed to do this work for free, and they're being difficult and whatever, run. You don't need that kind of stuff. So do what you can. Contact schools. I got a huge boost because I went in and did schools, believe it or not, for the student council. They paid me, the student council did. And those murals are still there. I go through that school, and they look so nice. I'm so happy with them. And, you know, that I did like five murals for a 1000 bucks. The library, I did $1,000, and I did a mural that had, I think, probably about 10 or 12 characters from the children's books that we did. So, yeah, take those jobs if there's something that inspire you. Great advice. I completely agree. So do people mostly contact you nowadays or did you have you gone in and pitched yourself or in the early days to cities or towns because we had one question here somebody says how do you connect with towns and cities to paint murals for them this is crazy i got a couple of phone calls from people who were saying i talked to the chamber of commerce in chillicothe and they gave me your name and i'm thinking chamber of commerce who the heck are they i knew they existed but i didn't know anything about them I found out that one of those women in there saw one of the murals I did. And so when people would call up, I've just moved to Chillicothe. I would like to know if there's anybody around that can do a mural. Oh, yes, Pamela Kello murals. She can do that for you. And so the Chamber of Commerce has given me a ton of business. Social media, oh, my gosh. This is the thing that I think. If I'd have had social media 20 years ago, I have no idea where I would be now. I mean, I would be picking jobs that were cherry-picking jobs and living big. But I didn't have that. 
and get yourself, of course, a business page. And what I do is I post anything to my private page as well as my business page. And I post, if I'm on a job site, I post daily. And I would, like, the schools see me. Now, if they go into a school and see my work, another school may call me off of that. I've donated to the food pantry. I did a huge cornucopia, which I still love to this day. I work for Hope Clinic every Monday night. And for them, I did some artwork in there, too. Now, the people that come in there are not going to afford me, but the doctors who come in there to work can. And you just contact those places and see if there's anything that they would be interested in doing. So true. Yeah, that's great advice, too. And I'll second the Chamber of Commerce thing because I've gotten several things from my local one. And there's a town over where they contacted me and I recommended an artist that lived in that town and she's getting several things through the Chamber of Commerce. So that's a yeah. really great way to start getting stuff out here locally. Well, post like crazy too. When you're working every day, I post whether my project, you know, whatever is coming along with it. And the reason for that is that creates that chatter. And I've gone viral, I think five or six times now. And just even like from this article that came out in this magazine last month, I've gotten several emails from people wanting to know, would you come down to Mississippi and paint on my barn? Now, I haven't taken those jobs up because I just don't want to. I don't need to. I don't want to. So by going viral and posting constantly and getting as much chatter as you can, then people will contact you for more jobs and more jobs and more jobs. And the last job that I was on, and this is important too, I made a sign with my name and my phone number and a couple of paintbrushes painted on it. And I think I do my Facebook page too. And I seriously, it was in the middle of a town and I was getting two contacts per day of people wanting to know if I could paint for them. Well, the next mural that I just signed a contract for came from that sign that was there. That's how they found me and contacted me. And I'll tell you one other cool thing about that. This is what's really awesome. Because I had my sign up, then that village contacted me. The next village down contacted me. Then another on further down, and these are all along the Ohio River. These are river towns that have got a lot of ambiance and stuff. That now I'm to the point of where I will have about five or six murals in a row that they're talking about starting a mural trail. And that's good for tourism because people will travel from one town to the next town to see the murals, take pictures of them, and while they're there, they'll eat at the diner. And so this is a big thing for tourism is that they're following the mural trail. And so that's been pretty cool, too. I'm really excited about that. And I'll tell you something else. If you have a mural that you're really proud of, in our area, they bring out a magazine every month from the electric company. And they're always looking for articles to do. Contact them. Let them know that you've got a mural. And I did that with my Black History Month mural that I just completed. And they did an article for me on the, in the local newspaper. 
any of that kind of stuff is good advertising. And once your name is out there, people will start hiring you. So true. So true. And I remember seeing a post of yours. I think I started following you on, on Facebook maybe six months ago or so. And I saw that you had a sign out in front, like in the yard, kind of an area right uh -huh. in front of you doing a mural. And I was just like, this is the best idea <laughs> because there's so many people that love to come by and say, hey, how, how can I get a hold of you? Or even if they're too scared to come up and talk to you, they can just take a photo with your, it's basically like a business card as a sign. Like, exactly. Yeah. How, how do you make yeah. this sign? Because I'm, I'm doing this. This is. Do this you is know what? My husband, he had a program that he was a part of. He's in the youth development program. And they had some outdated signs that are on those wires that look like a, like a ladder kind of a thing. You see them all the time with, like on the corner at Walmart, where people will put up work from home kind of stuff. And it's like a, about a half inch or a quarter inch plastic corrugated. And it's a flat surface and they print on it. It's actually a vinyl sign. And he said, I've got tons of these. So I had it to fit. And Crimed it, painted it, and just paint that sign in an afternoon. It was double-sided. And then put those ladder things, those wire ladders, and just shove them down into the ground. And it cost me nothing. And it's cool. And so I can just take it to wherever I go and stick it up again. Yeah, that is genius. That's perfect marketing. And anybody painting outside that everybody do this, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. yeah. It, it, that paid off big. I was quite surprised. As a matter of fact, it got a little annoying because I'd be up there painting and my phone would go off. And I always stop because that, it's just me. It's that generational thing. You always stop. Phone rings, you go answer it. And so I did. I, I was getting like two contacts a day. And those have panned out big time. Those have panned out big. Oh, such a good idea. <laughs> awesome. We're about at our hour mark here. I don't want to keep you too long. But one last question. and. Yeah. If so, there's a lot of artists in, in this group and that listen to the podcast that they're just getting started. They're first getting their confidence and they're just getting started in the art world. And say somebody wanted to be a muralist, where do you start? Where's a good starting point for that? Um, that one, like I said, I was a reluctant mural artist because my friend called me up. I have a thing because I don't have education. I always felt like everything that I was doing was not up to par. Now, I think that goes along with also being an artist. We look at someone else's work and it's like, oh my gosh, I'll never be there. But at the same time, someone's looking at your work saying, oh my gosh, she is so good. And so I never had any confidence in myself for many, many years because of I just didn't have an art degree. And so the first mural that the woman told me to come and paint she was like actually i'll tell you what she said she said pam kello get your butt in here and paint on my wall and i said okay i will and it was when i was done it was like oh my gosh i can do this and so then from there i just started peddling myself around and like people she told people and then people would call me but i'm not kidding you my big huge break came from the parade of homes but like i said a lot of people don't even know what that is but to just get out there and when i stopped doing the parade of homes was when i was contacted by the local school 
who asked me to come in and paint. And once I got in there and did that, then the library saw me. And then another school saw me. And then another school saw me. And then eventually that just keeps, it's just a, a snowball effect. It's hard to get started. I, I read these questions all the time, and it's just really hard to say this is the magic key. There is no magic key. So true. Yeah, you just have to muster up the confidence and get started. And then in so many years, we can be where you are and making over a grand a day, which is just so inspiring. Well, you have to know your market. You can't go to the flea market and say, I'll paint on your wall down here because those people are not going to pay the price for that. That's what I said about the parade of homes. There's not one person that goes through there that doesn't know that every piece of furniture at those houses are a million dollar houses. They're going to be furnished with million dollar things. And you know what? That mural artist, she's a million dollar mural artist. <laughs> and so they were prepared to pay the price. And that gave me a huge boost of confidence to think somebody would hire me. And they did. These people hired me. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Well, find, finding the customers who have the budget for what, what it is that we can do. Because murals, yeah. there's a lot of work. There's a lot of space covered. And it's really murals for businesses is definitely where the money's at. So I'm excited to hear you say that. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's good. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you again so much. There's so many comments coming in on here. They're saying, thank you so much, Pamela. I learned so much. I'm going to implement. And then Taryn mentioned that she wrote two pages of notes. And thank you so much. There's a bunch of Oh, hearts. good. Oh, that makes me so happy. I'm glad to hear that. I just want, I want to encourage all of you. This is the whole thing. Is you're better than you think you are. Just do it. And just be nice, be kind. People hire me because I'm a nice person. We went, I went to a meeting and I had met with a group of women who wanted to do a mural. Actually, that's my next job with this. It's a huge contract. And she want, they wanted me to do this mural in this town. And I won them over by listening to them by being nice, by being kind, by not being arrogant because I'm the artist and you're not kind of a thing. When I went, then they had me follow up with the village council. When I got there, they had all just gotten into a big, huge fight over finances. And here they're going to have me stand up and present about this $25,000 mural when you're fighting over money now and the woman that fought for me is the one who I made the friends with she was like I want you to do this so be kind don't buy your own PR and think your hind in is worth a whole lot but just know it really is and just be kind and work with your clients and they will love you and they will hire you and they will refer you that's a great just Cherry, on, on top of this whole interview, that's so correct. Yeah, people like to work with nice people. And I, I had no idea what to expect, but you were. You're very warm and welcoming. And this was. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to come on and chat with us. I know so many people are taking so much from this. But yeah, your podcast episode will air in just a couple weeks. I'll send you all the info for that. And yeah, thank you again.
please do. I appreciate that because I, I worry. I'm a Southern Ohio hillbilly. And so many times I think, oh, my God, what did I say and what did I say? <laughs> so this is, please, I would like to hear it. So, And I'd love to see the comments, too. So. Okay, yeah, I will definitely send you all of that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Andrea. This has been really fun. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad. Okay, have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode is sponsored by the Mural Master Program inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership. This program is specifically designed to help you with every step of the mural process. From coming up with an idea, to finding a wall to paint it on, to pitching your ideas to businesses, and finally, of course, I teach you exactly how to paint large scale. Murals are a lot of fun and a great way to grow your art business. I know because it has been one of the top ways that I've been able to grow my own art business as quickly as I have. With several years of experience as a muralist, I've dialed down the painting techniques, the proposals, the pitching, the whole bit. And now I've compiled it into one resource for you called the Mural Master Program. This is included inside of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, and I would love to invite you to join us by going to artistacademy.co, that is artistacademy.co, and click the link to see the Mural Master Program and learn more. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you review our podcast and send a screenshot of that review to me on Instagram, I am art by Andrea Earhart. I will gladly share your art on my Instagram story with a reach of over 60,000 as a thank you for helping us grow this Artist Academy community. And speaking of community, if you would like to be a part of our absolutely free and very encouraging community on social media, just head over to facebook.com slash groups slash Artist Academy, and I will see you next week. <laughs>